It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter, LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. Your number to call, 405-362-7128. On today's show, we're going to talk about the NBA Players Association giving pushback on the December 22nd date. We're also going to do uh, Friday Stock Watch, and then we're going to leave you with predictions for this upcoming weekend around the NBA and what all we could see happen from the time you're hearing this Friday morning until the time we meet again Monday morning. So let's dive first into the report that came out from The Athletic about the NBA Player Association pushing back on that December 22nd date. And this was first reported, though, by... Uh, Chris Haynes, who is a a very uh, pro-player source. I mean, that's where he gets all the sources from, are mostly players. And Woj mostly has his sources from owners and executives. So it's no surprise that with every single Chris Haynes leak, there is a Woj leak which combats it. For example, when Chris Haynes said the players are not happy, the moment that hit the internet, Woj then dropped the report of how much money the NBA lost, which would then favor the owners in favor starting earlier. So you can kind of tell where each side has their sources from. And it's no surprise that the NBA PA is pushing back on December 22nd. You never accept the first offer given to you. You always try to fight for more. And the players have a leg to stand on here. The four teams that were the final four in the bubble, they have a leg to stand on. But you have to remember... Some NBA teams have not played since March. And even if you include the teams who did not reach the Final Four in the bubble, by the time December 22nd rolls around, they will have an entire offseason, a normal period of offseason to rejuvenate their bodies. This only hurts, this this fast start, only hurts physically in the sense of days between one season to the next. It only hurts the Final Four. 
Now, you can go deeper than that and talk about, you know, the isolation, whereas in a typical season, you're still playing. That means that some nights you are away from your family, but when you're in your home market, typically you're with your family. So we can talk about those differences, but in general, outside the Final Four teams, the rest of the league has had an offseason. And then with those Final Four teams, you include the March to August layoff, and so then it would become a little bit more bearable that the owners are asking the players to do this. However, the Final Four teams in the bubble have a very strong voice, and that's LeBron James. I will say that that is not the end-all, be-all. LeBron James wanted to in the bubble. LeBron James, after the boycotts, wanted to end the season, and that was it. But other people around the league stepped in and said, look, that would lose us way too much money. We're not doing that. Money typically wins out. And the earlier start time gets you a lot of things. It gets you back to a normal schedule, which in turn gives you more money. The NBA has seen they cannot compete in the months of August. They cannot compete in the months of September. You are not winning the ratings battle with football. And, and it doesn't look like you ever will win the ratings battle with football. So that's not going to make your TV partners happy. And also for your regular season, the bulk of your regular season cannot be when the, when the months get hotter. Because when the months get hotter... You're not inside anymore. Again, typically, in a typical year, you are watching TV more in the winter, which is when the typical regular season happens. There's a reason why your favorite television show has new seasons in the winter and not in the summertime. Because in the summertime, you are out doing things. You are out doing other things except for staying inside and watching your television set. So the NBA wants to get back to a normal schedule desperately, and they're going to do that. You're eventually, to do that, you're eventually going to have to have a short-off season, one way or the other. That's just the bottom line. You have to accept a short-off season to get back to the normal schedule. And all sides should want to, and seemingly do want to, get back to the normal schedule. You also need to play 70 games to meet the requirements for your regional sports network deals. So how can you fit 70 games in if you do start on Martin Luther King Day is another big hurdle. Another reason why the early start time in December makes a lot of sense is to get these players to the Olympics. It helps grow your sport. It helps grow the game. And then for the player side of things, there's a ton of overseas players that it would mean a ton to them to play in the Olympics. And to be honest with you, if we got to a point where Luka Doncic steps away from a Mavericks playoff run to go play in the Olympics because the NBA decided to start later and he'd rather play in the Olympics, I don't know how much you can fault a player for that. I really don't. I mean, this this means a ton to a lot of guys. The Olympics are important. You can argue that, that they probably won't happen this year. They might not happen this year with coronavirus. But still, you want to be able to have that flexibility and that option to allow the players to play in the Olympics. And the biggest point is the earlier start time means more money. Simple as that. It means more money. The, the Woj article that came out as soon as uh, uh, the Chris Haynes post about players pushing back on that was no coincidence. That is premeditated. That is planned. If the NBA went into this offseason calculating the salary cap the way they had for the previous seasons, the salary cap would drop from $109 million to $90 million. That would be ridiculous. And it would leave everyone that doesn't already have a contract absolutely screwed. You have to recoup that money, and you have to have sacrifices. And the pushback from the NBA PA is expected. That's how negotiations work. But deadlines make deals, and the deadline is today. 
on Friday, October 30th, sometime from the time you listen to this podcast and the time you go to bed tonight, we will know the fate of next NBA season. And so now we wait, and, and we try to figure it out. Personally, I think that the players will concede to this. Look, the NBA has relaxed their load management rules. They will have to do it even more so next season, and understandably so. I think that the players come around to it. I'm not sure what the owners can give up to the players. They will have to give up something to the players to make them come around to this idea and not start in January. In January. Uh, but money talks. They're going to get this deal done, I think, and we're going to have basketball back in December. And again, the reason why they're starting on the 22nd and not Christmas Day itself is because of the TV contracts. TNT owns Ring Night. ABC owns the best game of Christmas. You're going to have LeBron in both those contests. And LeBron can load and manage. He can miss the first month of the season after those two games. He will be playing in those two games, in my opinion. That's my predictions for Friday night. Friday night, we find out that the NBA PA has agreed to a deal with the NBA. We'll get the start date. We'll get the news on when training camp opens and things like that. And we might even see a transaction all within today. So this is an exciting day for basketball. So I do think that, you know, you shouldn't be deterred from that December start date just because of the players report from the athletic and from Chris Haynes. But I will say if they somehow do convince the owners to start in January on MLK day, that is not the worst thing in the world for anyone involved. Uh, But I do think that the December 22nd date makes a ton of sense. I said that in May that the NBA would not want to give up Christmas Day. And I think that that's a big deal for the league and the TV partners. It's a big deal for the money-making of the sport. And then since May, once we got to the bubble, it looked like Christmas was out. And now Christmas is back on the table. But we finally will get our resolution tonight on on October 30th. We'll find out the fate of the NBA. It'll be so much fun to follow along on Twitter with Woj and Shams and whoever else is going to be breaking this news all throughout the day. So stay tuned. I'll, I'll be updating it on Twitter all day long. Love this stuff. And we'll be back on Monday to talk all about it. I do want to jump into the Friday stock watch and also give you more predictions for this weekend. And then at the end of the show, I will update you on the Thunder losing their second player from this team already this offseason. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at BuiltGo. BuiltGo is a phenomenal package. And what is inside that 1.5-ounce package, you might be asking? Well, it is the phenomenal workout gel from BuiltGo. BuiltGo is going to help you break through your walls, whether that is mental or physical walls, break through with Go every single day. Again, the one and a half ounce package will put in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever. It'll fit in your golf bag to power through the back nine, or you can simply put it in your pocket to get through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus it is natural, so it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster energy drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. They have three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, uh, chocolate, coconut, chocolate, mint. Built Go combines energy gel, With collagen protein, collagen protein is a fast absorbing, uh, so it gets into your system fast. Plus, it's easy on your stomach. Built Go is loaded with good stuff to ignite my work, including beta Athena, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine. Built Go then kicks in and gets you going strong. Collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. Visit BuiltGo.com. Use promo code LOCKED. You'll get 20% off that next order when you use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. This is Jake from Locked On. 
Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And so we are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. And we're back on a Friday for Stock Watch Friday. Yeah, they're penny stocks. I told you not to sell. You did not tell me not to sell. I said the market fluctuates, remember? Well, what are you going to do about this stock? I'm keeping it. I'm going down with the ship. Celebrate with our weekly act of debauchery. It is time for Stock Watch Friday. Every Friday, I pick some players and tell you if their stock is rising or if their stock is falling. I want to start with Cole Anthony, the guard from UNC who had a disappointing college season. Uh, a lot of that was due to injury and UNC not having the talent around him that the Tar Heels typically do. But Cole Anthony is rising at the right time because he fell so far in the draft that now he's undervalued. Again, a year ago at this time, he was widely considered the first or second best prospect in this class. I wanted desperately to put him at number one, but I just couldn't do it. This time last year, I put James Wiseman number one on my first big board for this class. But Cole Anthony is just so talented. He's a guy that has gone through the AAU circuit. He's gone through all these showcase games. And at every level, at every stage, at every showcase game, all throughout high school, he proved that he was the best player in this class. And now... You can see projections for him as low as in the late lottery or mid-lottery. And for a class that's so deprived of absolute star talent and a class that is so topsy-turvy, I think Cole Anthony, for his whole high school career, had some moments at UNC. I think that he's put about as big a sample size as anyone has on being one of the best players in this class. And I think now you're going to get him at such a a value pick because I don't think it'll go in the top three. I don't think it'll go in the top five anywhere past that. He has such upside potential that he could be the best value pick in this draft class. If Cole Anthony can be closer to what we saw in high school versus what we saw and in one year at UNC, Roy Williams talked about how you know the coaching was not correct. No, he didn't put him in good situations. How the team didn't have talent around him. How he dealt with those injuries and just things just seemingly didn't break his way. But Cole Anthony has has proven for a large sample size that he is a good player. And honestly, in a class like this, I would bank on that if I was drafting really high. I mean, if, if I was a, a lottery team or a top 10 team, I would bank on upside, especially in this case, than even immediate impact uh, or even a safe route. I think that Anthony Edwards' stock is rising as well because he does look like more of a safe pick. And then you saw him last night during his pro day with Clutch Sports 
He really impressed me, not only with the fancy dunks. We knew he could dunk. We knew he was athletic. But even though it was in an open gym, his shooting ability and what he put on display shooting the basketball was very impressive to me. He really confirmed my belief in him. And if you listen to the Big Board episodes, you know, I think that Anthony Edwards, I think that he is the safest pick in this draft because at worst, you know, he's going to be a starting level player in this league. At best, he's going to be what Victor Ladipa was at his peak. And anywhere in between, for a class like this, to me, is pretty safe. That is a a much higher floor and a relatively still high ceiling. But you can kind of box him in to either a, a good starter in this league or an all-star in this league, somewhere in between there. I still take that nine times out of ten. I mean, how many more players do you look at in this draft and say they could be an all-star? Not very many. So so the, the ceiling on this entire draft class is around right there, and so is his. And then the floor for him, to me, is a good starter and a really good bench player, you know, a, a, a microwave bench player around that range of a fringe starter, microwave bench player. Anthony Edwards is one of my favorite prospects in this draft. He, that's why he got my number one spot, because I think that he is going to go top three, no matter who has those picks. And he's a safe bet at top three. He is. But what he showed in NTGM, I get it, but that's typically how pro days are, so there's no need to you know, quantify that any differently than any other year. His shooting form went good. He was knocking down shots. I liked uh, Anthony Edwards, what he was able to do in his pro day. So to me, his stock is rising. Another guy whose stock is rising is James Wiseman because we heard from Kevin O'Connor of the Ringer that teams are trying to move up. And you've got the Hornets wanting to move up. You have got the Warriors wanting to move up and to draft James Wiseman. Now, for him personally, believe it or not, his stock to me gets higher with the Hornets. I think that if James Wiseman wants to win immediately and win championships, obviously, you would want to go to the Warriors. But if he wants to develop as a basketball player, surprisingly, I would go to the Hornets. I would want to go to the Hornets. Of course, you can't really pick that when you were in the draft. But I say that because the the Warriors seemingly have a defined role for him, right? They seemingly will just simply ask him to be a rim-running center who's going to be a good rebounder, going to be able to just rebound for for Steph and Clay and, and be their big men and, and traditional big men. The Hornets fall in love with James Wiseman, and they want him to try to be the unicorn that he thinks he is. They want him to try to be, you know, the the guy on the Hornets, and they would be more comfortable giving him that leash to grow as a unicorn big man who can stretch the floor, try to develop a jump shot, try to kind of lead an offense, and not really get boxed into, okay, stay on the block, get rebounds, kick it out, be a typical center. And I don't know if James Wiseman wants to be a typical center. And that can really kind of run down your value. Whereas if you go to Charlotte, you can showcase all of of your game and all of your skill sets. The risky part, though, is, of course, Charlotte, proven losers and, and proven that they can ruin prospects. Warriors, proven good talent evaluators, proven good developmental coaches, and proven winners who can help you get to the grand stage, can help you win championships, can help you win basketball games. And when is that run going to end? I'm sure eventually it'll look different, but you're at least going to have you know Steph Curry there to help you out, no matter if they trade Draymond or you know, even trade Clay. Again, years on the line, not this season, but years on the line. So you have a good foundation there. You have good ownership. You have good front offices. You have a good coach. You have all of that. And I do think that the Hornets have a good coach as well, but the other stuff is lacking for the Hornets organization. 
the culture is lacking. So it's a toss-up to me. Where would you want to go if you're James Wiseman? Would you want to go somewhere where I think you're going to get put in a box with the Warriors? Or would you want to go somewhere that's a bit riskier because it could help you fall off the face of the earth, but will give you the room to show off the skill set I think you have to become that big man unicorn that he wants to be in Charlotte? But either way, I think his stock is rising. I think that, you know, spoiler alert, we're going to do a mock draft next week, and I would have immediately penciled in uh, Anthony Edwards to go off the board number one to Minnesota. Now, from everything you're hearing, it sounds like it's going to be James Wiseman off the board number one to one of the Warriors or the Hornets. Now, this could all be a smokescreen. You've got to be cautious of that during these times right before the draft. But to me, James Wiseman, his stock is going up because teams are vying for him and teams are wanting him desperately. And it helps everyone, including Minnesota, who sits back and relaxes and says, you know what? Okay, who makes the best offer? And you can kind of pin the Hornets and the Warriors against themselves. So Anthony Edwards' stock goes up. Wiseman's stock goes up. Cole Anthony's stock goes up. And I want to end it. Yet another stock watch Friday. I want to end it with a current NBA player that impacts your Oklahoma City Thunder greatly after the break. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. We're going to close Stock Watch Friday, close up the stock market with Chris Paul. I think his trade value is going up. I think that his stock is going up. I think that teams are getting desperate. You see Daryl Morey, his guy, loves Chris Paul. You see him get hired in Philadelphia. That already starts the rumor mill churning. You see Milwaukee getting desperate to add pieces. Now now there's reports about DeMar DeRozan, which would be just awful in Milwaukee and would honestly send uh, Giannis packing, I think. But you see how desperate Milwaukee is. They're going to want to try to hop in to the Chris Paul sweepstakes. How can they get a trade done for Chris Paul? I'm not too sure. I've always said that by far is the most awkward fit if you take it to the trade machine. That You don't, you can't really find a good deal uh, just between the Thunder and the, and the Bucks. Probably need to add a third team in that deal. But you see them getting desperate. You see a ton of teams starting to get that itch. We haven't had transaction since February. We're waiting around. Season's going to start in December, kind of panicking, wanting to dethrone the Lakers. And I think that Chris Paul sits back, Sam Presti sits back, and they just enjoy teams getting desperate for Chris Paul's services. So I think that his stock is going up. I want to end this show with some predictions and housekeeping. The predictions are, of course, as I said earlier, we will find out today that the NBA will announce a December start date. I think that the December start date is going to happen. I think it's going to be announced today. Uh, of course, no matter what's going to happen with this season, it will be announced today, presumably, because this is the deadline. But although two sides could agree to an extension, but that doesn't work either because the draft is so soon. You're going to find out today the answer to all of this, and I think it's going to be December start date. I think that this weekend, Oklahoma City hires a coach. Look, we are weeks away here from the NBA draft. And, and although Sam Presti, he'll have total free range on the selection process. He'll have 
the final say on trades. In fact, whoever they hire gets no say, I don't think, in roster construction. You still want that coach in place, though. You still want to have a coach in place before we really get going here, before we really start moving and shaking this roster and going into the draft and things like that. I think this weekend we find out the NBA season starting start date, whether that is December or January. I think we find out Oklahoma City's next head coach, and I think that we might even see Actually, I'm going to predict it right now, and I could be very wrong. You can clip this, and, and, and Ticketville takes exposed. I think that we'll find out on Friday from Woj that the league starts in December, first game December 22nd, and then we get our first transaction this weekend from Woj. Book it. This is going to get fun really fast. So those are my predictions. Oklahoma City gets a coach. We get a start date in a transaction all this weekend. A lot to talk about on Monday's show. This is Locked on Thunder, your only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder, but the Thunder did lose a second player already this offseason. Devin Hall has signed in Germany, joining Kevin Hervey, who also left the Thunder to sign overseas in Russia. This leaves both of your two-way spots up for grabs. Who knows with the pandemic and things like that, if we even have two-way contracts next year, if it's too risky, whatever. But having those spots open, if we will get to fill out those two-way spots for the NBA, is a big deal. For a tanking team, it's a way to take flyers on guys. You love to see it. Wish nothing but the best for Devin Hall and Kevin Hervey. Honestly, a little sad about Kevin Hervey. I, I was looking forward to finally seeing Kevin Hervey play for the Oklahoma City Thunder. If you are a degenerate like myself and have watched Summer League the last couple of years, you always, in the summertime, fall in love with Kevin Hervey and what he does out in Vegas and what he does in the Summer League. And then you never see him in Oklahoma City. This was the tanking year. This was the year we were going to see Kevin Hervey play. And now he's in Russia. But best of luck to him. Great guy. Hope he does well in Russia. And hope that he finds a ton of success overseas the way a lot of these ex-NBAers do. So those two guys are gone. You open up the Thunder's two-way spots. But we have two-way contracts. We'll find out today with the new CBA agreement getting announced very soon. Next week on Lockdown Thunder, the only podcast that happens every single day about the Oklahoma City Thunder, we're going to have a mock draft. We're going to have a fake trade day where we just talk about fake trades that could happen. Heck, we might even have a real trade day if there's just a ton of Woj news coming out throughout each and every day as the season gets closer and closer to starting. But the mock draft, the draft coverage, the, the off-season coverage, it all gets ramped up as we are going to be on a on a fiery ride. You're going to get, need to get your built bars ready because there's going to be long nights. There's going to be you know late woe notifications. There's going to be everything and lack of sleep. So get subscribed to Locked on Thunder. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. Turn your woe notifications on on Twitter and let's get ready for a very fun NBA offseason. We'll be back on Monday to recap what I think will be a wild weekend in the NBA. Enjoy it and be good and be good to one another. Members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.